What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm a very excited Scorpio. So first off, happy Sarwin to everybody who's listening to us. It is Scorpio season. Yes. We are all so happy that it's Scorpio season. Some of us more than others. And I keep sending Gemini things um, from, I love the Reface app, as you can tell, because I've been sending you stuff from Reface. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put my face on different things. And there's one that I have to send you today that I think just clarifies how I feel during Scorpio season. They're so ridiculous. I didn't realize that Reface was the name of the app when you said it. So I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just been, it's been hysterical. But mostly I like all the old ones. Like, you know, I have one with me as Greta Garbo and Audrey Hepburn. And yeah, yeah. those are cool. But I'm also Morticia. Like, it's fun. So anyway. Oh, Morticia so was you, killer. Right? That looked yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be sending you more of those during Scorpio season because I believe everybody should enjoy it as much as I do. I think that's fair. Okay, thank you. So today, okay, so I am so excited that I got a chance to interview Lady Morte, who is a musician, a singer, the originator of the band Trobar de Morte, and they are located in Barcelona. Gemini knows yeah. how I feel about this band. So the band's name is Trobar de Morte. Um I think we've said it wrong in other podcasts, but I finally got how to say it. So now we know how to say it. Um, You know, when we started the podcast, we knew we needed to have intro and outro music. And my dream was to have Trobar de Morte as, you know, the intro outro. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I wanted to plug them every single time as well. So I could say, you know what that was? That was Trobar de Morte, the best band. You've got to listen to them. So what you heard... Um, is just music just for today. It was um, Introitis Libris Tenebris, the intro to their album, their new album, Book of Shadows. And what that means is opening the dark book, opening the Book of Shadows. So I think it's it's wonderful that that's the name of the intro um, yeah. because it really gets you in the mood, this idea that you're opening this dark, mysterious book. Um, so I interviewed her in Spanish. So if you see two podcasts and you're like, what's going on? She wanted the interview in Spanish. So I did it. And we thought that we could take some time to talk about my experiences talking to her so that you guys can hear the music, know more about the band. Uh, they're a band that's based in Barcelona and the interview was just fantastic. She was just so gracious, so sweet and just love her. I mean, if I loved the band before, I love them more now. Mm -hmm. And as like a sour and treat for people, the album came out today. So you can go to iTunes and pick it up. So, and I don't know if you can get it anywhere else, you know, that you get digital music, but check it out, you know, throw bar de morte and we'll have it on our Instagram as well. Um, You should have seen some posts already that I've been posting, um, getting everybody ready for this. So yeah, so that's, um, that's our thing. That's, uh, that's going to be today's talk. So, obviously, like, there is a Spanish version of the podcast that you guys can listen to, but because some of us, me, Gemini, don't speak Spanish, we wanted to also have sort of an English companion to go with it. Um, But because this is a conversation, our podcast, it's mostly just me wanting Scorpio to tell me (laughs) what happened because it was so fun to edit and yet so strange because I had no idea what anyone was saying. Like I could pick up a couple Spanish words, but I had to like wait for you to say in English, like, okay, you need to do this and this. And then I would like put in a song. So just like for ground basics, like how did you find the band? What, What drew you to them? Like, why was this so important? So I just... Okay, so when I do ceremonies, like when I do whatever I do, uh, my rituals, I want music that for me fits the mood. And sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. driving, especially since I live in the lower Hudson Valley and I love to, well, not that I love to drive, but I do like to go through the mountains and, you know, it's just so mm-hmm. lush, whether it's winter, summer, fall, you know, it's beautiful. And I want music that to me encompasses that. So I need my music to do a lot of things sometimes. And I'm just Googling. I'm on YouTube a lot, like looking like Celtic music, you know, things like that. And I don't know which I want to say it was summoning the gods. No, it wasn't summoning the gods. 
I don't know, one video of theirs popped up and I was just mesmerized by the video, the music. I said, who are they? Where are they from? And I became a fan. And I think the first album I got of theirs was The Silver Wheel. And I believe I got that on iTunes. I don't think I have that on CD. No, I don't. Um, here's the weird thing. And we were talking about it in the interview. So time goes by and we have this, we used to have street fairs, the Nyack Street Fair, which a lot of people in the Hudson yeah. Valley know because it's pretty cool. And I'm walking by and there's this artist, his stand. And I look and I see the artwork and I said to my friend, uh, one of the Scorpios actually, I said, that looks like Spain to me. And I had just gotten back from Barcelona, by the way. So mm-hmm. I look and I'm like, that looks like Spain. And she goes, everything to you looks like Spain. I'm like, no, 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 no. This artwork looks like buildings in Spain. I said, I'm going to talk to the artist. So the guy comes up really nice. He's like, hello, hello. And I said, you know, your artwork is beautiful. And he does it with his wife. So it's like a he paints, but she also does. And she's a dancer, too, I found out. Um so actually, you know, we'll put their information for people who want to see some, maybe yeah. get some artwork this on Instagram. Yeah, let's sure. do that. So we started talking and he goes, I'm Spanish. And I said, okay, that makes sense to me because of the artwork, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I'm from Barcelona. So I said, I just got back from Barcelona. I, I said, you know, I, I was in this neighborhood called Gracia. And he goes, okay, I've never met an American that knows that neighborhood. I said, well, now you have. So we hit it off. We became friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. And then I don't know why we were talking one time. And uh, he always says, I believe I belong in a Moldova film, which is like the highest compliment anybody can give me. I don't know if it's because I'm crazy or because I look like somebody like a chica Moldova. I don't know. But anyway, probably both. Probably both. And we were talking and he mentioned his sister. And I said, yeah, you know, what kind of music? And he goes, oh, she plays like this Celtic kind of medieval. I, said, I love that. I said, I love this band in particular, Throwbar de Morte. And he goes, that's my sister's band. And I was like, that's hilarious. What? So anyway, so of course I've had this love of his sister's stuff. I've gone to Barcelona. She has a club. I've never gone because I've always gone to Barcelona alone. And I've always felt weird. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go eat alone, but like to go to a club alone is kind of like, I feel you, you know? So, um, and then the last time that I was there with someone, with my husband, we just didn't have time to go. So I haven't gone to the club, but, um, yeah, that's the very long-winded story of how I know about this band. It's like it was faded, you know, like all these different steps like led you to get here. Yeah, yeah. So So knowing that, let's talk about let's talk about the interview. I know what you asked her because you told me, but I don't know what she said. So for me <laughs> and for all of our English speaking listeners, how did the band start? So it started um, when she was 19 years old. And she said she had like a certain like restlessness when it came to music. You know, when mm-hmm. you, you want to listen to something, but what? Like music really wasn't hitting what she wanted. So she decided yeah. to create her own, you know, and to really work on themes that she was interested in, that she found fascinating. So at first it was like a solitary endeavor. And then three years later, which was, she said, 2002, about 2002, she decided to create a band because... There was no way she could do this live on stage, what she was doing. Yeah. Because she plays a lot of instruments, but she needed, you know, musicians to accompany her. So with the band now having more musicians, she was able to then take the next step, and that is to play live, which she loves to do. So, yeah. So was it always Trobar de Morte, or was it like a different name and then the musicians came in? Like, how did they pick the name for that? Well, she says it really was her. And, you know, she says she went through like a heavy gothic phase. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like this deal, like the troubadours of death. Right. Got it. So I understand why you get it. Yeah. Walk me through like the idea for this album, right? Like who came up with it? What was the, the inspiration for Book of Shadows as an album? Well, her album right before this was called Witchcraft. So now this is Book of Shadows. And what I thought maybe in my mind they had recorded this before COVID. And no, this was recorded during Rona. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. Like, even though I asked the the question, I was kind of expecting, oh, no, no, no. Maybe we just did editing or mixing. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. So basically, she said that every morning when she got up, because they spent... Three months, I believe she said, um, locked up. Like, literally cannot leave the house in Spain. Yeah. So 
she would get up every morning. She said eight o'clock, she'd get up, she'd have her coffee, and then she'd go to her keyboard and she would start, you know, putting down some music and, and writing some lyrics. And she said, mm-hmm. it's what helped her kind of get out of really the depression that hit everybody that's still hitting people because of yeah. what's going on. So for her, it's like, it's how she like got through it. And then as she wrote songs, she realized, okay, these are all going together and it's a book of shadows. So That's so cool. She wrote a series of spells and is now yes. providing those spells in album form. That's actually super cool. Right? So then did she write all the songs or was there like a collaboration with her band? She writes she writes most of the songs, but two of the songs were not written by her. And like there's one song from like the 1400s that she has a version that she's done on here. But oh, most cool. of the songs, yeah, most of the songs are done by her. So then does she write primarily in Spanish? Okay, no. So are you ready for the list? Because I asked her how many languages they sing. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. So English and Old English, which, yeah. Old like, English is tough. It's hard. I know. Um, Spanish, yeah, duh. Latin, Catalan, because she is from Catalonia. Got it. And in this album, she's got some Norwegian. But she laughed and she said, if any Norwegian people are listening to it, like, please don't judge her because she's not fluent. So basically for her, and this is, I mean, I love this answer. It's like language is like another instrument, right? So like what fits? What is going to fit the emotion for this song? And if it's Norwegian, well, then damn it, it's Norwegian. And she gave me like a little exclusive that I was really happy about. So there's a song called Sacrifice on the album. And there's another song, Summoning the Gods, from the album Orobus. They're both sung in Spanish, backwards. Yeah. I'm just staring at Scorpio. (laughs) She says it's taken years for some people to figure out. I told her, I love Summoning the Gods. I think it's one of the songs that I get played the most. I didn't know what language it was because I, I can pick up its different languages. I didn't know what it was. I have to go back and listen to it. It's mesmerizing. So, I could care less if I understand the words or not. So my question is, does she sing the song forward and then flip the track? Or did she literally learn how to sing in Spanish but backwards? She said she sung it backwards. She didn't say that she flipped the track. No, she's amazing. Holy I'm telling crap. Gemini is just like holding her face. <laughs> I'm like deeply stressed out by one, how many languages this band sings in. And two, like backwards is a feat. Like that is, it also gives me very like, um, y- you know how sometimes in America, like kids will be like, oh, if you play this song backwards, it's like summoning the devil. Yeah. Like, it's almost like she took that and flipped it and was like, actually, this is going to be a beautiful spell to, like, help break depression. You know what I mean? Mm, like, that's right. a very cool... That makes me wonder then, like, what other... I'm sure that that wasn't her inspiration, but I like that there's, like, a, a cross-cultural thing that happened there. Oh, wait. Does she do wait for some of that on purpose? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, is there... If she's singing in other languages, is she also, like, taking inspiration from other cultures? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Oh, Um, I don't think there's a culture that she's not inspired by. And it's so evident in the music. It's what kind of freaky how, how, you know what I mean? Like how evident it is. Um, yeah. So like I said, she says the most important part of music is to transmit, transmit the feeling. So language doesn't matter. So what kind of examples do we have? We have Celtic music on here, Irish music on here, medieval music on here, Arabic and flamenco. And if you think it's just that one song sounds Celtic and one song sounds Arabic, no. There's a song, Plenilunio. That is an example of how these cultures come together in such an amazing and beautiful way. I think that we've discussed this and and this is the a good way for us to do this. I think we should play a snippet of Plenilunio so that they can yeah. get a, a grasp of what that's going to sound like. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it.
that is amazing. And I hope that our listeners will get this album and, and listen to the full song. I mean, this is a band that really loves traditions of different types of music. They love being able to combine it. So, you know, and I said to her, when I listen to a Tropa de Morte album, I feel like I'm listening to something obviously really new. And I don't just mean new because it's a new song, but I'm hearing traditions in a way that you're not going to hear from other bands. That's one. And yet something old, because there's something familiar, kind of like in your gut or in your soul where you're going... I know this, but what is it? And it's because of this beautiful mix, this beautiful spell, like you said before, of different cultures. And she mentioned all the instruments, and I can't even go into all the instruments that they play because it's just, oh my God, guitar, flute, gaitas, um, different types of percussion, uh, Arabic percussionists, violins, violas. I mean... So how how many people are in the band... There are six people plus a dancer when they go live. That's dope. So then all six of those people play all of those different instruments? No, I think different people play different. No, I know different people play different instruments, but it's not just that they only play one. They, they play, play different ones. And she plays a bunch of yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, another thing she said to me was, because I asked her, I said, was it easy to record this? Like to get everybody together? Yeah. And she said, no. She goes, when it comes to a pandemic, she goes, you know, some people were like, okay, let's do this. And other people are like, my creative juices have dried up, you know? Um, So she said, I was kind of like the push to get them to do this. And I think that's great. Not just because we have this album that I love, (laughs) but something for us to think about. You know, I know we try not to talk about these times on the podcast, but since she brings it up on there and I want to bring it up, you know, today... We should like not push people if they're not feeling like they have to create. But if you have a friend who is a little bit more creative, you know, give them that a little bit of a nudge and work with them because sometimes that can help and you can create something Yeah. that is totally worth it, you know? It has been super valuable so, yeah. for us, I think, to have this kind of like weekly get together where we're sitting down and, and creating the podcast. So I definitely yeah, people should should find a way to have an outlet that that is creative and that is fun um did they have to do it like we do it where they're like zoom calling each other and then recording their own tracks and then like melding them together i gotta tell you i didn't ask her okay. that but i know they didn't meet because they're not allowed yeah, so to. they must so, have yeah that's, and she had to mix it that's crazy i know some of the the music is so like you when you listen to the album there's no thought in your head that this is recorded in any like a traditional way it sounds like you get to be like completely immersed as if almost like if you put it loud enough in your headphones like you get to be live with them and so I think the next Mm. snippet um from which is joy reaps your soul just like take a minute guys and like vibe like imagine that you get to be in Barcelona because it's a super fun experience well I just want to say one thing about that song. Yeah. Um, You know, I told her, I said, I feel like it starts kind of serene and then it just makes you want to dance. And she said, she imagined when she was writing the song that witches were gathering in a forest. Okay. Like to do their thing. Yeah. Um, And they're doing a spell and their happiness for doing the spell makes them dance. But they're casting a spell to steal your soul. You know, (laughs) but it's still so joyful and so happy. So you have that juxtaposition of they're doing this awful thing, but it's also so light and happy for them. Um, So she says there aren't a lot of lyrics, but um, it's something she feels that you need to feel when you listen to this song. And I think you definitely feel it. So, um, yeah, that's that song.
So with albums like The Silver Wheel, Witchcraft, and now Book of Shadows, there's got to be witches in this band. Like, there has to be. So I asked. I said, who's the witch? And she said, they are the witches of music. (sighs) That's so cute. So basically... They don't follow a tradition. They're just, they're drawn to witchcraft, lore, legend, and myth. Mm-hmm. So they are sympathetic to witches. So they are like witch adjacent. Oh, I love that. Right? So I think that's really cool. It's nice to have opportunities. Because I feel like witch adjacent content is sort of like a lot of people's entry points into witchcraft. So I love the idea that for the people who are listening to us who are like baby witches or who haven't started or, or aren't comfortable this band can be a way for you to like dip your toes into the water without feeling like oh i have to be a witch right you witch adjacent i love that and i also think it's great because you know we always talk about helping each other and we should you know like supporting yeah witches or whatnot but isn't it nice that you can have a group that is sympathetic that loves the same mythology that we read Right. Then we look at it one way and they look at it to inspire themselves to write music. And it is music that even though they weren't meant for ritual, they weren't meant necessarily for us to take in that vein. It's what I've been doing for years now. Like when I cast a circle, I am listening to this band. When I feel inspired, when I'm in my car and I can't tell you like before a holiday, like if I'm driving to work and it's before Samhain, if it's before, you know, Beltane, before any, I'm listening to them. There's different songs that will inspire me. Um, there's a song in one of the albums called, I'm going to mess it up, either the, the Dance of the Bear or the Bear's Dance or something like that. And when I listen to that, it's right before May Day. It's to me, mm-hmm. it is everything spring is supposed to encompass. So I will be in my car in the beginning of spring, I will have that blasting or I will be outside, you know? So just because the band isn't, okay, yeah, we're all witches and we're all in a coven, doesn't mean they can't create something that we can use that's absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of witches, Embrujo de Noche. Embrujo de Noche, so the spell of the night. That was composed by the guitarist. And I told her I felt that it was a spell. So I like that you said all the songs were a spell because uh-huh. I felt like... Um, to say spell is un hechizo in Spanish. So I said to her, I felt okay. that, that song, me hechizo, like it grabbed me, that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, she says, singing that, she imagined a dark, starry night in Spain where all the stars are out, but that she doesn't want anybody to picture any particular place. Picture whatever makes you happy, but definitely picture like this idea, like the flight, you know, witches, stars, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. With all of these absolutely fantastic songs on the album, is there a favorite that, like, is one of them her favorite? So <laughs> that was funny because she said that's so hard because she says she falls in love with each new album. And mm-hmm. I said, well, that's the way it should be. Like, why would you produce something and not have people like it? And she said, you'd be surprised. Like, she knows, you know, musicians that are like, oh, I really wasn't happy with the way this turned out. 
but she says she definitely feels really happy. She did mention a couple. The Unquiet Grave, which is a traditional British folk song. Um, she says mm-hmm. that it's a very dear song. She said tierno, very, very sweet, very kind of makes you want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes the Fuga Maleficis. She loves that. Um, and she loved Sacrifice, which is about Lilith. Um, I also told her how you won't listen to the podcast that I'm the one who listens to it. So she thought that was funny. Yes. That idea. Like I can't listen to it. And I'm like, I always listen to it. So yeah, there's different people feel. Different. Yeah. I feel like you're the, like the front man of the band and I'm like the sound engineer, you know, where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. The symbols they hit. Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh no. The mic's blown out. Like I'm always thinking about the technical aspects. And so once I've done the editing, I'm like, I never want to hear this podcast again because yeah. I've listened to it for like five hours straight. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about Sacrifice, but I also want to talk about more of her inspiration. So let's do both of these things. First of all, what are, we know like what culture she's inspired by. We know that she sings in a lot of languages. Are there other bands that are like her inspiration or that like fit into this kind of Trobar de Morte vibe? So she says she's inspired by so many different, different songs. But, like, personally, songs that inspire her, like, personally, not necessarily always to write. Um, she mentioned mm-hmm. a bunch of bands that, quite honestly, I don't know who they are. Like, bands like Fawn, um, some German mm-hmm. bands, medieval music, gothic and metal. Like, she mentioned, she was really big into the Sisters of Mercy, um, the Cult, Susie, Cure, Iron Maiden, Halloween, uh, Mayhem, Warlock. Like, those are some of her personal, like, you know songs that she really loves but she says she listens to a variety of music and feels that it's reflected in the music that Trobar de Morte eventually puts out like just this whole mix listening to that list makes a lot of sense I'm happy I asked that question first because now I feel like it's a natural segue because that sounds like a lot of that list has a lot of bands who I feel like would resonate with this idea of sacrifice being a song about Lilith so can I get some background here (laughs) Can I get some context on Sacrifice? So aside from the fact that it's recorded backwards, like we said, um, it's about awakening Lilith through ritual. Um, And it's got like a Sumerian type of influence in there. It really is about like this dualism. And we talked about how some subjects seem to be taboo, right? Like, do we really want to bring up Black Phillip from the movie The Witch, right? Um, But as witches, we kind of play with these ideas, you know? And for some, Hecate is seen as like a dark witch that you do not call on. And Lilith, you know, you do not call on because she's supposed to be the mother of monsters and demons and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like she says, like, first of all, who cares? Do what you want, which is something we've always said. Um, Uh And she loves the myths behind them. Like when she reads this stuff, she gets inspired to, to write. And ultimately, you know, if people just don't get it, they don't get it. And then don't listen and don't don't bother me kind of thing. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you do what really inspires you. Um, and that's what it is. So she's written songs, not just about Lilith, but she's got one on the Morrigan. And she just wants to transmit through the music and not worry about everything else. So we're not going to play the entirety of Sacrifice. But I definitely think that that's a song that you should listen to, especially, you know, if you're trying to, you know, reach out to Lilith, this might be the song for you. Yeah, there you go.
So Trobar de Morte has beautiful videos, just absolutely stunning work to go with the music. How, do they have like a professional team that comes in? Is she creative director? Like what's the, the thought process that goes into these videos? I asked her specifically about the video. I mean, I love the video to Summoning the Gods, but the video to Zugaramurdi, I told her that's a movie and I love to watch it over and over again. And I felt that they have a teaser for Book of Shadows. And I, so I said, you know, who does your videos? And she says they have friends who have a small video company in Barcelona. And that's who did Zugaramurdi. But that's not who did Book of Shadows, the, the teaser. She did it alone. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God, of course she did. I know. Can she be any more perfect? So the ideas, though, <laughs> are hers. So she had the idea for the Zugaramurdi video which I think we've discussed before, um, but if you haven't heard our podcast where we've discussed Zugaramurdi, Zugaramurdi are caves. It's, it's a place in Navarra in, in um, northern Spain where people have been known in the past, which is where supposedly they met there and they had their meetings mm-hmm. there and many women were killed, some witches, some not. It was like a massacre there. So it's kind of like a cultural sacred space, the caves of Zugaramurdi. So they had a song in the album Witchcraft called uh, Zugaramurdi. And so she said when she she had the idea of what she wanted, she told the video company and then they elaborated. They put in their own things. But the Book of Shadows teaser, it was totally done by her. And I'm going to blow you away some more. Oh, no. The YouTube videos from the past before the album Witchcraft were done by her. Wait, there's more. There's more. The inner artwork to the CDs... It's her. I know. Kind of makes you feel like, what What have I done my whole life? Like, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Do you understand why I love this band? Yeah. Holy crap. I, yeah, I'm i just like staring stunned into space because sometimes <laughs> you, you like, you learn about people that just make you feel subpar. <laughs> like, damn, I wish I was on her level. Well, you know, I think we're all on the right level that we have to be. She's just, that's her level. And she says it's a lot of work, but she loves it. I mean, and you can tell. It's a labor of love. Yeah. So I just want to say one more thing about Zugaramurdi. So she's never gone because I asked her. uh, Because you know it's a place that I've always wanted to go. She says she has not. Um, She says they have concerts there. And that Trobar de Morte would love to have a concert there. But she goes, you know, it's not that easy. And I'm like, we've got to make this happen. Like, I just, this has got to happen. I told her, I'll hop on a plane. I will just not go to work. I do not care. That would be really cool. So she did say to me, so when next time you come to Barcelona, we'll go to Zugaramurdi. So I'm like, this is it. This plague has got to be over because I want to go there. Oh, my God. But there's more. So just because we mentioned Zugaramurdi, I asked her, I said, you know, in Salem, a lot of innocent people died. We know that. No witches were harmed in the making of this town, but a lot of good people died. Um, And it's become a special place, like New Orleans. New Orleans is more known for the voodoo and hoodoo practitioners. And Salem has kind of been adopted by witches as a place. So I I said to her, I know you can't answer for all of Spain, but is Zugaramurdi the Salem of, of Spain? And she said yes. She says that there is that feeling. It's more of a cultural thing than actual mm-hmm. witches, you know, loving the place. But there is this feeling of there was a massacre there of, of good people. And um, there is that that feeling for it. So I just thought people should know that we've talked about it in yeah. the past. But, you know, is that like a Salem destination? And she said, yeah, it is. It's just, you know, there's no... The, Zugaramurdi is kind of like separate. So it's not like when you go to Salem, you can go to have have something to eat and do that. No, Zugaramurdi, right. you're going to the caves and then you're going somewhere else to do other things. But, Yeah. There's one other song that I wanted to talk about before we kind of start wrapping everything up. Um, Melusine Cantus. I want to play a clip. You play a clip in the Spanish version. What's the inspiration for this song? So I said to her, you know, Melusine is, the myth of Melusine is that she is half woman, half half woman on top, snake on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So the idea that Melusine um, Cantos, the song to Melusine or her song, 
just seemed like it would be a sad song because, you know, I always saw her as like a tragic figure of this person that mm-hmm. doesn't fit in any world. Um, so she says that it, this song is dedicated to Melusine. So it's a song for Melusine. And this is the idea that this woman was very connected to the earth. Um, and there was something about that. This woman just can't, she's grounded to the earth because she's snake mm-hmm. on the bottom. mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that she has a club yeah so the undead dark club it is a club that's been around barcelona for 25 years she's been with the club for 23 years they have metal nights and they have goth nights they've been closed for seven months and they want to reopen um the thing is if they can't reopen soon it may close its doors the saddest part about that is she says there are no metal clubs. There are no bars you can go to and listen to metal. There are no bars you can go to and listen to goth. And I think about New York and how little by little we lost a lot of the things. We used to have goth clubs and we used to have a, a, a really great metal club. I mean, there was always been one in Queens, but there was a good one in Manhattan. And little by little we lost that. Um, so anyway, you know, she says the way she talked about this place, it's not a job. She said it clearly. It's a second home, not just for the people who work there, for the people that go. She goes year after year. And she goes, and then you get new people that come and they fall in love with it and they Mm -hmm. join the family. So she says they don't just miss being there. They miss the people. They miss being Mm -hmm. able to share what they love with other people from Barcelona who also love it. And um, it's not just a club. It's decorated like a castle. Like, there are monsters in there. Wow. It's, oh, yeah. She goes, there's gothic and horror elements to it. She says people that come from other parts of Europe and around the world come to this club and are like, I've never seen anything like this. And she goes, it's a total labor of love. Um, You know, they do have uh, a website, the Undead Mm -hmm. Dark Club. If people want to give donations, and I know that a lot of us are in the U.S. and are thinking, why would I want to donate to some place that I've never been or might never go? And I just feel, you know, especially for our goth witches, there are no places. They're no, yeah. they're just shrinking and they're going away. I don't want to, I'd like to think that it's there, you know, because she said to me, when you come back to Barcelona, you've got to come. Like, I want to see you here. Yeah. And I don't have anything like that in New York. You know, I kind of am goth in my house. So <laughs> it's yeah. nice to know there's a place out there. We need to support those businesses in the U.S., in Europe, anywhere that you feel, if you feel called to it, to like help them out. So if you want to donate, um, there's information there. You can always reach out to us if you can't find it. Because um, you know what? I don't I don't want to lose this place. And it's not just because I love her and I love the band. It's just because, like I said, I never got a chance to go because I felt weird, which is probably dumb. I should have just gone by myself. But I don't do clubs by myself. And in another country, it's like even weirder, you know? But I wish I'd gone. I really wish I'd gone because this is exactly what I love. You know, it's like metal and goth. Can it get any better? So every once in a while, Scorpio will like rib me and be like, oh, you're going to be famous. You're going to be famous because I I don't like to be like the, the front spotlight of witch face. I like that to be her. Um, and I hate that I'm going admit, to admit this out loud on the podcast because she's never going to let me live it down. But it would be pretty cool. If when we do eventually do the Witch Space Goes to Spain trip, if we could do an event at the club, 
you know, like that would be pretty dope one day in the future. Um, the club has to exist for that. So, you know, just a thought that I'm putting out into the universe that, uh, again, I can't believe I just gave Scorpio this much ammunition. But, I, you know, it would be pretty cool. And we have to go see Zogura Morty at some point anyway. So, you know, just like make a trip out of it. I'm just feeling very smug right now because... Yeah, I know. I freaking hate that. This never happens. She never, like, changes her mind on things. Like, you know, she can on little things. But, like, when Gemini says something, it's like, all right, okay, whatever. Forget it, you know? So... I didn't change my mind. I just am putting it out there that it might hypothetically be cool in the future. Maybe. That would be so awesome. Like, maybe we can get them on there on the podcast to, like, maybe play a little live and be in the club and do our podcast. There. That'd be awesome. All right, so we got to make this happen. So, witches, you know, if you can't donate, maybe do a little spell. We want to keep this club open for my own personal oh my reasons. But no, I, I really do think, like I said, if you listen to the music and it calls to you, just remember, you know, like, buy their music, support yeah. the club any way you can. Um, and she's got new projects, by the way. You think that she's done? No, never. <laughs> With all that talent, it's probably just pouring out of her at all times. Here's the thing. I cannot pronounce the name of the band and I apologize in advance, but once she, she's going to send me information and we will put it on Instagram and we'll talk about it on the podcast, yeah. but she's got another band that she's working with and the sound is more like, it's darker. She says it's like mm-hmm. metal doom, goth. I'm thinking typo negative. Maybe I'm wrong because I love typo negative, but um, you know, it's something like that and it's just... She says she promises to keep us updated, so I will let you know. So she's working on that now. She says it's more about mixing the songs now, so I think they've already Mm -hmm. laid down some tracks. So to wrap up, where can we find more information about Drobar de Morte, about her, about their club, about all of their projects? Okay, so um, Undead Dark Club has a website. You can also follow Drobar de Morte on Facebook. You can follow Lady Morte on Facebook. Um, you can also go to trobardemorte.com. You can find merchandise and stuff there. You know, um, the last two albums, they came out with packs, like for the first hundred people. They had one for Witchcraft, which was gorgeous. And then they have one for Book of Shadows. And I mean, the day that they posted it, I, I ran to get mm-hmm. it. She says they're sold out of that. Oh my God. So, yeah. So... Like, if you like the band, definitely follow them because they will announce when things are coming out and you want to get these things. Like, they're just really cool looking. So, yeah. So, trobardemorteband at gmail.com is their email. So, you can even write to them right off the bat. Nice. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we'll be posting stuff of theirs. So, you can always reach out to us if you're like, wait a minute, I didn't catch that or I'm not sure or whatever. Let us know. And like I said, Book of Shadows is the new album. It's on iTunes. and um, Or you can order the CD right from them. Yeah. And, you know, the artwork is always stunning. Like, I, this is a band that I like to have the CD because it's gorge. This has been so exciting and so interesting. And I'm so happy that, one, we've gotten to do interviews this year at all. And, two, that we've gotten to branch out and, like, have Spanish-language content on the podcast. Yeah, and if you listen to the Spanish one and you like it, let us know. Like, should we do more stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't speak any other languages, so it would only be Spanish. Uh, but if there's somebody we should interview, if you think of something, like, let us know and we'll do it. We'll be happy to do two podcasts, you know, one in Spanish and one in English for you. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Scorpio, so much for, for getting this for us, for making this happen. Oh, you know, I've totally my pleasure this has been a dream this really has been a dream come true to be able to talk to them and and to have the music thank you so much to sean mcshane for giving us the amazing intro and outro music that we have had we really do appreciate it and you know if trobar de morte you wanted to like let us have intro and outro music we also would love that no pressure hey whatevs oh man we and we will definitely mention you every podcast if we can use any of your songs for the intro, outro. Are you kidding me? So I don't know if they're going to hear the English version, but yeah, if you hear it and we can have a song, we will talk about it. We'll talk about anything you want dealing with you because it's just, you know, and you can also let us know. Scorpio will literally start the podcast every time. This is our intro from Throbar de Morte. 
This song can be found on the new album, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, I would. And no, I do love Sean McShane. And, and I even told her, you know, this was the inspiration for our intro and outro. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it totally came out of the blue. Did you want to mention giveaways? Oh my God, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I was just going to close the podcast without even talking about it. I could sense that, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. So we've... We've, like, given little hints and stuff in previous podcasts and on Instagram, but today is Samhain, and yesterday our project with Moon, Serpent, and Bone released, and so today we are announcing our official first Witch Space giveaway, our Samhain giveaway, where we will be giving away two items that were used in the production of that video. One is a deck, a Lenormand deck that Scorpio had. It's in a beautiful velvet um, pouch. You'll see the pictures on Instagram. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's literally from the video. So we have both touched it, but not recently enough that it's like something you should worry about. Then we also have the Book of Shadows from the actual project. And in that Book of Shadows, there is the Samhain ritual that we replicated in the video but the book also contains lots of empty space so that you could use it as your own personal grimoire. I'm so excited. I just think that this is the most fun to be able to drop all of this stuff all around Samhain, just almost as like a gift to our listeners because we are so, so grateful that you exist and that you listen to us and that you want to keep listening to us. So we really- Absolutely. We really wanted to give back to you guys in like a, a way that's not just me cleaning out my tarot decks, but in a way that says like, thank you so much for being here with us on this journey. Now, if you didn't get a chance to hop on Moon Serpent and Bones Oddities and Curiosity Market last night, you know, you could still go on YouTube. It's there. We'll put a link to the video so you can see the video. Uh, but hopefully you guys did jump on because it's always great. And, and yeah, so how can they get this thing? So this is going to be an Instagram only giveaway. So you need to be following us on Instagram at witchspaceco. All of the rules and instructions are posted on Instagram. You have to be following us. You have to follow the instructions. And then after one week, we will uh, randomly pull and announce the winner on our Instagram. So you will probably not hear the winner on the podcast, but you will if you're following us on Instagram and make sure that like your DMs are open so that we can reach out to you. If we cannot get in touch with you, we will pick a second winner. And, you know, if you're concerned about, oh my God, how much do they post? We post like once a day. We may post in our stories, but we really don't. We're not going to bombard you yeah. with like which space stuff. Um, but I hope that you do follow us, you know, because it's a great way to communicate with us. Um, we do look at all the messages that come through. So it's a great way to reach out if you don't want to like constantly have to go to your email to reach out to yeah. us. Which Space Co. Instagram is more of a community than I think the podcast gets a chance to be because of its the, the way that it's created. So if you really want to interact with us, if you want to see like what it's actually like to be Gemini and Scorpio, our Instagram is the best place for you to follow us. Absolutely. And of course, thank you so much for this opportunity, for listening to our podcast, for allowing us to bring these really cool interviews and introduce you to the stuff that we love and are passionate about. And technically, because it's a full moon, we're supposed to talk about a book. We did. We talked about The Book of Shadows by Trobar de Morte. Oh, that's really clever. (laughs) That's so smart. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. 